Look, I got a testimony. I got to tell him what God did. I'm calling God the homie. He took me out of the mosh pit. I will contest the phonies. Separate demons and God's kids. I got to spread his word, so I'm going to show you who the God is. The word is my weapon. I move like a general. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Walk With Me. I'm your host, JJ. So good to have everyone here, and so good to have everyone who's listening to the podcast. Uh, And if you like it, go ahead and share it. Let other people know about it. I see that's happening quite a bit. I really appreciate it. All glory goes to God anyway, because it's not about me. It's not about this being like this special one-of-a-kind podcast. It's just that God has... Um, bless me to do this and and it's not even anything about jj well i am your host jj and uh, we have some rules here we got to go real quick and then we'll talk about our sponsors our rules are simple if you have questions go ahead and email me to uh, walk with me bible study at gmail.com walk with me bible study at gmail.com and if i get a lot of questions that have the same thread be more than happy to just have a special episode uh with the with the question uh if you if it's a kind of a unique question i can respond to you um and trust me the questions i i do not uh, let me rephrase that i don't generally uh, refuse to answer opinion questions i just don't like opinion questions because opinion questions are uh or opinion answers are you know about as useful as an ear on your elbow everyone no one has them and no one wants one it's all it's all about uh facts and by facts i mean what does the bible say what does thus say the lord um moving right along into our sponsors uh, our first sponsor is uh exquisite creations she has a big show coming up here i just found out about a couple of days ago it's going to be in january so we're really looking forward to that i believe it's going to be the third week in january so i'll have more details as they become available and true bars of lyricists and true bars of lyricists who does the intro and outro music and hopefully i can get him to do some more different beats yeah he's really very very talented and i believe and a wonderful person too a lot of times you meet these positions and they're good for what they're good for but outside of that you really don't want anything to do with them but true bars is not like that at all um so with all that ado, all that do aside, uh, we're just going to go ahead and get into today's walk. So walk with me. We're going to be talking about uh, one of my favorite, well, actually we're going to get started. It's going to take me a couple episodes to get through this. We're going to be talking about one of my favorite stories in the Bible. And you're going to see the story progress and change and how it, it really applies to us today. And that story is about Joseph. Oh, one other rule we have. If, I, if we have a scripture, we go over the scripture, uh, you want to always read one or two verses above or one or two verses below, but preferably the whole chapter. Why? Because context is very, very important. You don't want it to get in a situation where you're taking one scripture out of context and you're building an entire doctrine on it. And then if you, um, you know, the Bible says, you know, out of two more miles, it'll word be established. But then you don't see that scripture anywhere else in the Bible. And if you do, it sort of contradicts your doctrine. So that's why his context is important. Um, and you will see a lot of recurring things in the Bible. So without further ado, we're going to start talking about Joseph. Now, yes, we are still in the book of Genesis, believe it or not, folks. 
Um, and one of the things that really stuck out was that God made mention. He made sure to mention that Joseph was sensitive to the Spirit of God. He was sensitive to the Spirit of God. And that in itself says a lot. And some of you might kind of get, um, kind of wonder what that means. It, it means that no matter what is going on, he is sensitive to the fact that his circumstances and his surroundings, his environment, if you will, is directly attributed to what God is doing. And you will see this throughout Joseph's life, um, especially in situations where you wouldn't necessarily think God was involved. Even in some of the lowest points in Joseph's life, God was involved. God had a bigger plan than you and I could probably even see being in that situation. So, and we had where a situation where uh, Joseph had understood that when he was when he was younger, that he was going to be a part of the chosen nation. He was the chosen nation. Now, this thing got manifest when Joseph said, you know, he had a dream about his brothers. And in his dream, his brothers and his parents bowed down to him. And that sent everybody into a rage. I mean, you just stop and think about it for a moment. If someone, not even your age, but like a kid walked up to you and said, I had a dream that you were going to bow down and worship me one day. You would literally, and I would literally just lose your minds. And it's natural. It's a natural thing because if, you know, you, you don't want to be told by somebody that you're going to serve them. That's just antithetical to the free human spirit. You just don't want to do that. And I'm not sure where it mentions um, or if it mentions that anyone else was aware that Joseph was that sensitive to the Holy Ghost or to God. It's one and the same, but just for the sake of keeping it simple. And he was that sensitive to the Spirit of God and everybody, and nobody knew it around him. So these things, every time Joseph would say something like that, everybody would collectively kind of lose their grips on reality. And so when Joseph said to his brothers, and, and this is where the story really kicks off, when Joseph said to his brothers in, in Genesis 37, um, hey, listen, I had a dream that the stars bowed down to worship a smaller star. And those, this means that you guys are going to worship me. They lost it so badly that they took Joseph and they put him in the pit. Now we're um, Genesis 37 verses 23 to 28. Now for the sake of time, I'm just going to go ahead on. I'm not going to read that passage. But they put Joseph in a pit that had no water in it and they had no food in it. And Joseph was just down there in the pit. And yet, Joseph remained sensitive to the Spirit of God. He did not get bitter. Now, how many of us would actually be able to go through that and not get bitter? I can tell you firsthand that when things kind of don't go right, 
I'm I'm all upside down asking God why not. How many people, how many of you walkers out there would agree with me that you say, oh my God, why why is this happening to me? But the Bible does not record Joseph saying this. As a matter of fact, it, it went from bad to worse. Because they didn't just leave Joseph in the pit for a couple of days and say, okay, man, we're not mad anymore and take you home. They didn't turn around and sold him into slavery. So the pit was bad. And then it got worse. And we're still talking about someone who was very sensitive to the spirit of God. And that sensitivity did not keep him from the pit. That sensitivity did not keep him from dreaming the dreams that that he dreamt. And it did not keep him from saying the things that he said. It also didn't keep him from being sold into slavery. But there's a reason why all of this happened. There's a reason for it. Because God needed Joseph in a place to give him glory. Now, and and I get it. I get it. You and I, we're talking about this thing 6,000 years later. Like, oh yeah, duh. But imagine. Imagine some of the things that you're going through on your job. Imagine some of the things that... Uh, you know, people treating you bad. And I'm not talking about stuff where, uh, I'm not talking about stuff. Like, you do something, you kind of get away with it one time, you get it, you do something else, you get away with something else, and then, you know, God's judgment comes for you. That's a completely different thing. Joseph did not have, the Bible does not recall or record Joseph having done anything wrong. Again, it talks about how sensitive Joseph was to the Spirit of God. And I forgot, I forgot, before they before they were talking about selling him into slavery, they actually talking to, you know, were talking very seriously about killing Joseph. They were talking about killing Joseph just to get that, just to prove to, to Joseph that his dream of them worshiping him was wrong. And, and in verse 26, 37 and 26, and Judas and Judah said to his brother, What profit is it if we slay our brother and conceal his blood? So they were already talking about how they were going to kill him and how they were going to get away with it. But thank God for Judah, because God moved on him and was like, Hey, listen, um, that's not going to work. And then plus, we can't conceal this. We can't hide this. You know, whatever whatever uh, method of investigation discovery is going to come along and find, these, and find these boys out. So, and in right about that time, right about that time, some slave traders came by. Some slave traders came by and they decided, you know what? Let's just sell Joseph for 20 pieces of silver. Because this is still our brother. It's our flesh. We don't want to kill our flesh. And the rest of the brothers say, you know what? Okay, fine. Let's do that. They brought him out of the pit. Now, all this time, Joseph was still in the pit. And could hear them talking about what they were going to do to him. 
Again, the Bible does not record Joseph being bitter. It does not record Joseph crying out or crying to God like, God, why me? But that's okay because things are about to get a whole lot worse for Joseph. After selling Joseph, though, the brothers had realized that they had done something kind of crazy and they still needed to cover their tracks a little bit. So what they did was they um, they took Joseph's coat in 27 and 31. They took his coat and killed a goat and then dipped the coat in the blood. They basically soaked the coat in the blood because what they needed to do now is come up with a convincing story as to why Joseph was no longer there. So they get the coat in the blood and they took it back to um, Israel. This thing was now changed to Israel and uh, and told Israel that, hey, listen, um, one of our, uh, you know, the animal came along and killed Joseph. Now, again, like we talked about last week, this was a kind of a what goes around comes around sort of deal for Jacob because Jacob deceived Esau and well deceived Esau and deceived Abraham and then Joseph's brothers turned around and deceived him so yes this thing comes around quite a bit what you do will come back I don't like using the word karma because that sort of tries to take God out of it but this is God will literally visit your sins upon you and we're going to see that later when we're talking about the book of Exodus. So the Midianites took Joseph and sold him again into Egypt to Potiphar, the officer of the Pharaoh. And that's going to, you can see that in verse uh, 36, Genesis 27 and 36. Joseph wasn't finished getting sold. He got sold and transferred and sold again. Keep in mind, you know, all of this time, Joseph didn't speak out. Joseph didn't uh, struggle. He didn't resist. He didn't fight the slavers. He didn't, he didn't passively resist. Now, and, and I'm going to be honest with you guys. I am really going to be honest with you again. I, JJ, don't think, I don't think I can go through that without passively resisting or struggling for my freedom or getting real slick with the mouth but Joseph didn't do that and it's and again it was his sensitivity to God's will because this is is uh when you're sensitive to the spirit of God you're also sensitive to the will of God and you're willing to understand that even though things are going bad for you at this moment there's something that's supposed to come out of this and this wasn't just in one day. This was over a series of years, actually, that Joseph went through these things. So, again, everything that Joseph did was prosperous. And the owners, his owner saw this and realized that God was with him. Let me pause here. The slave owner did not realize that Joseph was God was with Joseph and then released Joseph. The slave owners saw that God was with Joseph and kept Joseph. Joseph did not get released from slavery. See, you don't we you and I don't get to walk around thinking that 
our salvation is going to be by our definition. This is not the case. This is not the case. And this is why you see a lot of people out there try to discredit the Bible because of situations like this where God, quote unquote, condones slavery. Because they too are failing to see the bigger picture of why Joseph was sent to Egypt. Joseph wasn't sent to Egypt to be a slave. During this part of Joseph's story, Joseph was sent there to be an example to us about accepting God's will that there's something going to come out of it that's good. Whether we like it or not. Now, we can either choose to go through this test, go through this trial, go through this this scenario that God has set up for us, or we can fight it. And then we can fight it and then end up getting out of the blessing of God, getting totally out of the blessing of God. So Genesis 39... 1719. We have the first episode of the B2 movement. Oh yes. I, I know. I promise I wouldn't talk politics on this platform. This is about as far as you'll get. Potiphar had a wife. And for the sake of the argument, because the Bible doesn't say otherwise, we're gonna assume that the, that Potiphar's wife was pretty hot. And whether she was hot or not, she looked at Joseph and, this, you know, if you're a slave, you're working constantly. And Joseph was still a young man. He was trim, he was fit, he had the effects and the abs going. He was, and everything he did was working out. He was, he was actually gaining power in Potiphar's house. So, Potiphar's wife decided she wanted a little piece of Joseph. Now, if this is a little too graphic for you, I'm sorry. But that's exactly what happened. She said, come, come in here and sleep with me. Now, again, I'm going to be honest here. I'm not sure of any scenarios where a single slave person would not have taken up, taken up on that. I mean, yeah, I mean, you could be disgusted because they're your slave on his wife or whatever you could have. But that being said, just the mere fact that Joseph did not bring up the fact that it would be uh, that it, it just wasn't that, that she wasn't ugly or no you are not prison to look upon but what he said in verse 9 was very 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 important uh, verse 8 he said behold my master why does not with me in the house in other words he doesn't prevent me from doing anything. I have free run of the house. And he's given me everything he has to my hand. Now, somebody with a fast mind would say, well, his wife is his and he's given her to him. No. Joseph said he was talking just on possession. But you, because you are his wife, how can I do this great wickedness? great wickedness let's let's pause again for station identification Joseph wasn't married Joseph had no reason to be committed to Potiphar but Potiphar's wife did but he still recognized it as a great wickedness and he recognized that this was going to be a sin against God this is Joseph again maintaining his sensitivity to the Holy Ghost 
while in slavery, while being sexually harassed, while living as an unfree man in the world. He is an unfree man. And I know that's, that's completely made up word. Unfree man. He's a slave. He can't go where he wants to go. Except in the house. He can go anywhere in the house, go anywhere in the grounds, but he cannot go there. He cannot leave and, and go out into the greater Egypt either. He, he belongs to Potiphar. And yet, Potiphar's wife could not get him to break his moral standard. There's a huge lesson right there. Joseph had a moral standard. And that moral standard kept him. And, and that moral standard of not sinning against God came after being put in the pit. Came after all of his family turned on him. Came after being sold into slavery. And the Midianites weren't really kind with their slaves. Let's, I know I kind of glazed that over, but they still had to go from where they were into Egypt, which wasn't a short journey, as we'll later find out. That, and then on top of that, when he got to Egypt, him living for God did not get him freedom. He was still belonging to Potiphar, and he still decided that he was going to hold on to God's sensitivity, or his sensitivity to God's spirit. And this is just one aspect of why Joseph's story is so impactful to me. I mean, I, I can't see of a situ situation where I myself wouldn't be bitter. And, and I'm just keeping it, you know, 100 with you all. I, I'm just saying, I would probably, I would be bitter. I God, I've been living for you all these years and you gave me these dreams and you gave me this, you gave me this vision. And here I am, a slave. Now I'm being sexually harassed. Well, I might as well just do it. I might as well just... I mean, what am I here for? I'm a slave. I belong to the Potiphar. The Potiphar's wife belongs to me too. And, and use whatever justification that you can or that you want to in order to do this. Joseph said, how can I do this wickedness? And sin against God. And then he went further to say, and why would I do this to the Potiphar? Why? And even and it wasn't just one time. She came, it came to pass. She kept at him. Hey, come on, lay with me. She put on that that special perfume that she knew every all the dudes went crazy over. She put on that one dress that showed off everything in just the right aspect. And Joseph still resisted. This is the only time Joseph resisted. Everything else he recognized as being the will of God. But he knew that this was great witness, uh, wickedness. And he knew that this would be a sin against God. And this is what gave Joseph the strength to resist this constant barrage of sexual harassment. And it got so bad that she started grabbing on him and he had to literally leave his jacket to get up out of there. I mean, think about it. Let's be honest with ourselves. I mean, she literally 
ripping his clothes off. And he said, no, lady, I got to go. And he took off. Unfortunately, he left his coat there. And in fleeing, he actually set upon the next step of God's plan. And remember, this is still a man who's very sensitive to God, very sensitive to his will, very sensitive, sensitive, sensitive to the spirit and the will of God. Wow. Um, I feel like I did a, a kind of an overview there, but my gosh, we are out of time. We haven't even gotten to the good part yet. Listen, I, I thank you guys for joining the podcast, listening to the podcast. If you like it, tell somebody about it. Share it to their feed. Share it to the timeline. Share it to their phones. Um, whatever God leads you know leads your heart to do. Love you all, and uh, I'm gonna get out of here now and check you on the next one. God bless. You. Everything I've been do, give me a reason. Give me a reason. I got to spread a little words of a genius. Words of a genius. Everybody needs to know who the leader. Who the leader. See, I do it for Jesus. Jesus. Everything I've been do, give me a reason. Give me a reason.